Welcome again to another live episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take comic books in the past week and we talk about them for your benefit. And then we recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out. Of course, as always, this is the first and uh, longest running show on this channel. And uh, originally, actually, I think it might have been one of the longest running shows on the old channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And when I say old, I mean classic. But of course, of course, you know that. Uh, if you want to help us out more directly, you can always do so by subscribing to this channel, clicking the bell for notifications, and liking the video with that little uh, thumbs up icon below us right here. I don't know why, but it helps us out for whatever reason. Uh, but if you want to help us out more directly, of course, you can use Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show, and that'll be our little back and forth that will sponsor today's show. Or if you want to do that on a more regular basis, you can go to patreon.com slash comicpop and uh, help us more directly there as well. You get early access to uh, back issues, and you get some weekly or not weekly, more like monthly updates about what's going on in the channel and access to an exclusive podcast. And uh, it's just about the behind the scenes, how the channel's going. Just me and you. We just hang out and chat for a little bit. But uh, otherwise, we want to get uh, to get into the uh, the books and of course we also talk about the news and reviews of the day um i'm trying to rack my brain over any news i will say that uh currently there are a lot of uh conversations going on about the declination of the industry most uh acerbic among these reports is a bleeding cool article just recently dropped uh that had a like first hand account from a few notable uh stores across the country who have either closed or had to reduce their numbers i noticed a lot of stores have reduced their uh orders for new books and have more focused on collections and mm -hmm. uh, back issues lowercase b and i uh and yeah i just i just wanted to talk about that for a second because it's in the news it is a thing that people are talking about and i know that everybody's always got like a, a, an opinion i certainly saw some in our discord and if you want to join it you can always click the link below this video along with every other link to everything we talk about on this channel <laughs> below this video just click the description i know people don't do that anymore but listen there's gold in the Nar hills but uh if you join the discord you can go uh have access to an ongoing chat with everybody on the uh, on the channel who has joined us on Discord, but uh, in the Discord, I noticed that there was a conversation going on about uh, the the decline of the industry and uh, and sales, and I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of chatter and back talk and you know side mouthing going on. I I, wa I wanted to kind of like shine a brighter light on it, not necessarily with any new wisdom or any uh, hard data because we don't own a store, we don't have uh, access to that kind of data, nor uh, did we ever really get into that. Um, I really tried a couple of years ago. We were like, hey, let's become like an online comic book store. Uh, back when Comixology was doing oh, right, their, uh, right, right, right. their like, thing. Yeah, no, I was not like, let's sell books physically. That was not something I wanted to do because I've always learned that, uh, you know, not necessarily the comic book industry, but certainly the comic book store industry is not one you get into if you want to become a millionaire. But, uh, you know, I do salute and appreciate every comic book store that I've ever been to. Uh, with a few notable exceptions, of course, but they will be they will remain nameless exactly. as they require no publicity. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's less an indication that the industry is in decline, but more an indication that uh, tactics need to be changed. I think that, uh, you know, certainly during the pandemic, let's say uh, just to use apples and oranges mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. uh, I bet there was a huge spike in indie game purchases or random game purchases because people had more free time sure. and they were willing to try different things, things they wouldn't have normally tried. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then of course, after the lockdowns were lifted, you know, the, the, there was a significant decline. Uh, 
I don't know about that. I can't say that that's a, a thing that happened, but I, no, I, no. I, I, from a firsthand account, I can say that I, I know a sample size of people who did that. Right. Or it's and, like you uh, had more time. So you read a few more books that maybe you hadn't picked up before. Exactly. In, in the comic book world, certainly during the pandemic, uh, books sold like crazy. Uh, they weren't unprecedented, but because we have unprecedented uh, competition, you know, whereas we didn't before, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I think gone are the days of pre-orders in the millions or in even the half millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that that was an unrealistic or inflated number to begin with. It has a lot to do with the speculators and it had a lot to do with the lack of competition. You know, comics are historically billed or marketed mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. reaching an audience that is essentially like 12 to 30, you know, or 12 and up, let's say, or let's say 10 and up. Right. You know, but, uh, What's the competition for comic books ages 10 and up with a disposable income? Well, I mean, you've got a a zillion different online options, some of which are free. TikTok, for example, can just completely torpedo your day. Uh, You've got YouTube and commentators like ourselves. You've got movies. You've got TV shows. You've got streaming services that have a million different TV shows. Whereas the competition in the 90s during the spike, stickball, you know, playing with your dollies. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Back in the 90s, your competition was TV, radio, going to the mall. They were limited. And even those that have comparable examples today, Uh they don't have the same level of intensity that they have today. Mm -hmm. So I I wonder if the issue is not necessarily that, uh, that the comic book industry is in decline, but more that it's revealed itself to be like purer numbers or it's adjusted based on the numbers of today. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like every business has like ebbs and flows. Absolutely ebbs and flows. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I've been hearing that the comic book industry has been dying since I started reading it. Right. And I, I could pull up and, you know, uh, there's that hilarious uh, uh, post and it could be a Facebook post. It could be a TikTok, it could be a YouTube video, but there's a million different examples of the like, people don't want to work anymore Mm -mm. and how like you can literally trace that back from today to the like 1800s. And it was like a newspaper headline. Like since the dawn of publications, there have been business owners who have been kvetching about how no one wants to work anymore. And it's like, yeah, I, I feel like I could go back and do a similar, you know, presentation that displays headlines like the comic book industry is dying going back to the beginning of the comic book industry right 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 i mean certainly they were doing that when the when the superhero was in decline and romance comics were on the on the rise Mm -hmm. like well that comic book fad's over it's like well we're still here 100 years later right and it's still a billion dollar industry yeah right so you know i think it's silly but uh I, I still wanted to bring it up because I think it's worth talking about yeah. because the nuance is gone. You can't really write a good like article with, with information sure. outside of an editorial that says like, Hey, is it, is it for real though? Let's look at, I mean, I are think, you helping? I think all that this means is if you're a reader who has a store, yes. if you have an actual store you have a brick and mortar comic like, that shop. you go to just like very much. If there's a series you're interested, let them know. Yes. You know, give them, give them that help. Give them that heads up that it's like, Hey, yeah. like I'm interested in this series. Like, please get it for me. Especially, Pre-order your book. Especially if it's something that's short. 
you know, it's Absolutely. a lot easier to commit to that. You you know, you don't have to worry about like, oh gosh, I've been pre-ordering this book for like three years. Like, right, I'm way. still if on the hook for this damn thing. Right, if it's a series, you know, there's like five, six issues, let them know. That way they can get it and you'll know that it's going to be there. Yeah. Um, just because if they feel like there isn't going to be interest in a book, then they may not order it in order to, you know, save themselves yeah. from having inventory that they can't move no, so there was a you know, do, do your store a favor exactly give them a heads up right and right. and and do so with like a, a pre-order like to commit to purchasing it yeah it doesn't just help your comic book store but it also helps that book that you love so much I, or that creative team and i know that that's like a hard thing to think it's a, about it's a ridiculous it's, like, it's a ridiculous expectation because on, on the idea is that like you're gonna buy this thing that comes up monthly right and this monthly thing you're gonna get to read the first part of and you're mm -hmm. gonna go to yourself Oh, I like this. Or you're gonna go to yourself. Oh, I don't like. I this. don't like this. Um, and then you'll feel like you're on the hook for it. And I, th I still think you'd be able to probably like be like, hey, like, what pre-order are you at? Can yeah. You stop from there on. Out? Absolutely. Yeah. Just tell them, hey, like, right. I'm I'm on the hook for next month's book. Yes. 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 But. Before it becomes the following month, tell them to cancel the pre-order. Yeah, and, and just to address something in the chat, I'm not talking about people who aren't near a local home bookstore. I'm talking about people who are. Yeah, I mean, not, I'm talking about, we're talking about the comic book reader who buys, who from, drops like a couple hundred dollars to yeah. like $50 to $100. If you're if you're spending 50 bucks a month mm -hmm. on books, yep. those books should be pre-ordered because you are consistently dropping a, a real amount of money on those books yeah 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 i mean and, and you are consistently doing it you know I, I i genuinely believe that's i understand that like the ex the ask is high because we're in a time when if i asked you to do anything at yeah. any point it's going to be a lot apparently but like when it comes to pre-ordering your books it is a it is a simple matter of hey steve i have these books yeah please pre-order them for me until i tell you not to anymore and then they just arrive i mean there are some comic book stores that will mail them to you right i mean here's the thing too i feel like this like i didn't read this article because i didn't know it existed. it's not really an article as you can imagine i didn't read this thing <laughs> it's more that, of a first-hand account it, that happened um but if you can imagine i think it, this is just a sign of people are hurting yeah you know people are across hurting. the board you, like when food becomes a problem. Yeah. If your burger, fries, and soda from McDonald's is $16, there's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Like across if, the board. If, if you're going to a grocery store or as I call it a food store, which is apparently the funniest thing ever to some people. Um, and I have to go to the food store. I have I'm, to I go to the food store. It's where the food is. Yeah. It's the it's store where the food is. Where the food is. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, and, and, you know, you're on a budget it's scary those bills now right yeah. so like i don't know if it's more that the comic book industry is like dying as much as it's like people are having a hard time with the with their current ability to afford simple creature needs. comforts and requirements yeah, yeah. absolutely like yeah uh, no it's not that the comic book mm. industry is dying it's that we're dying as right. a society right Right. You know, like, um, people aren't going to see MCU movies. People aren't going to, you know, like national landmarks. People aren't going to the, you know, local Fuddruckers. Like it's, it, it's hard all over. Everyone yes. is, everyone's pulling back or they're hemming and hawing about how much they have to exactly, spend. Exactly. And so like, it's going to be hard for, I think, brick and mortars, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the comic book industry will die as a no, whole. No, no, no. Um, 
I mean, they are needed because as we know that there's a difference between like physicals and, and digital. Um, but the fact is like, if you do have a brick and mortar store, even if like, even if it's the opposite where you're just like, let them know like, Hey, I'm only going to be getting these books from now on. Yeah. Like if you thought that I had interest in anything else right now, just do like, not. I'm, make really, it- I'm only going to be buying like Batman, Spider-Man, whatever. Like, exactly. Just, just give them a heads up. It's yeah. totally fair. And it helps them to make decisions. Right. I don't know. It's true. I agree. I don't know. But like, if you still like, and again, I'm not trying, I, I'm not trying to take business away from a brick and mortar Hell at no. all. But if you are someone who is interested in indie books, um, and don't really have it in your budget to go to, to like, get like a four or $5 indie book. Yeah. Uh, occasionally some of the retailers, um, online after a couple of weeks those books are discounted online big time yeah. um, so if you don't mind reading in a digital space it's another avenue for which to try out those indie books but maybe for a little less yeah and like if you like it well enough and you know you maybe you want to pick up that trade you can get it at your brick and mortar or not that's the thing you is know? you can also pre-order trades and hardcovers yeah like it's not just oh man like i'm already like eight issues into a 12 issue series i'm not going to pre-order this the rest of the book mm-hmm. i'm going to trade wait well by issue eight, by issue nine, before mm-hmm. you're by b- before issue twelve, you could still be like, listen, I know that book's coming out in like three months, like I know it's going to come out in hardcover. Mm-hmm. Pre-order me the hardcover, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. only if you're in a position to do so. And by the way, if you are on a budget, I would rather like here's the tier, right? It's like pre-order your books from your local comic book store if you want to patronize their service, if they are a good retailer. Mm-hmm. That's a number one. Number two, if you can't do that, you should be. If you're trade waiting, again, pre-order them from your local comic book store if you are in a position to do so. If you can't do that, barring that, then you go to your discount comic book retailers, like you're in stock trades and whatnot. Uh, if you are not in that position, then you go down to your, like, you wait to buy your books at a discount, either at your comic book store, at a convention, or online, or, mm-hmm. you know, on an online retailer. Um, but, like... Any of these are great steps. Oh, and then you could also ha- apply for things like Hoopla or Marvel Unlimited or uh, DC Universe Infinite, mm-hmm. any number of uh, digital services that help allow you to have greater access to a wider library for less. Mm-hmm. Again, these are also great ways to do that. And it, and, it, and it bars you from the like lowest of the thresholds, which is like, of course, piracy or, uh, you know, reading the book online somewhere. Like it, it's so yeah. much better to keep those books alive, especially if you are like, I've been reading these books, you know, let's say you've been pirating your books or reading them online for free. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if they give you joy, pay it forward. That's all I'm asking. Like, and that's really what it is. It's like, it's just the problem that I have with the, with, with, with the piracy overall is that like on one hand, I think it's asinine to say something like you would never download a car or you would never pirate like a movie. Like, of course you pirate a movie. Of course you've watched a tape, you know, in your, you know, as a kid, or you've watched a a streaming movie from some bootleg website, you know, like you've seen, you've pirated mass entertainment before the difference being, you know, one movie can make a billion dollars. The entire comic book industry end to end. Every single publisher makes $1 billion. They're a drop in the bucket of the entertainment industry. They need your dollars and cents. Um, Does that mean blindly giving it to them when they screw up or when they, uh, you know, fail to deliver? Absolutely not. You know, but, but it means that you may have to be a little more thoughtful or understanding or discerning when it comes to, like that consumption versus any other consumption yeah like it's like and i know it's hard because there is this element of like fomo for sure where 
you know, you've been reading something for so long that if it's not making you happy, you can't help but keep picking it up because you feel like there's this sunk time. Absolutely. Into this series and something that's ongoing. Um, but when times are hard and, you know, you have to make these choices, yeah. it's okay to go, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this for right now I have and to put, save myself yeah, some dollars pause. because if those, if that, listen, it's not always going to be the best purchase. I don't always make the best purchases mm -hmm. where I buy something and I'm like, all right, that was unsatisfying. Yeah. And yeah. it's a shame, right? But it's like you try to learn from that. Right. So, you know, try to try to find that happiness. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I know that there are limitations, you know, for people overseas. Australia, I know, is mm. a pain in the ass when it comes to tariffs and whatnot. But yeah. like overseas uh, comic uh, collecting, comic book access is difficult. Um, and again, I don't know what the, um, you know, I don't know what the options are internationally. But I, I think that if it's a website, like an online service like Marvel Limited, DC Universe, that should be available. Yeah. If it isn't, please let me know um, and contact them. Yeah. And be like, hey, I represent a significant majority or I represent a silent amount of uh, readers from this country, from this region. Mm -hmm. And I want access to your books, you know, and I am offering you, you know, my money. And I need you to meet me halfway on this. Mm -hmm. And if enough people do that, I think that there's pressure. I mean, like, look, the only reason why anyone does anything, especially in a business, is to make money. And, and all you have to do is incentivize them uh, by offering. it. So uh, anyway, let's talk about some books. We, do you want to do the recommendations now or do you want to just do re reviews? I was thinking about, like, mixing it up. Do you like the idea of the recommendations being at the end of the show? And by the, by the way, folks at home, do you like the idea of the recommendations being I, at the end of the show? I, was say, I don't think he's actually asking me that. I think you are. No, I'm asking you really want to know their No, I want to know your opinion. I want to know your opinion most. I, I get you. why you want to do that. Why? Because you think people are going to leave before we're done recommending. Yeah, they always do. All right. <laughs> but I don't necessarily, but I also like the idea. Some two people hung, hang in there to find out what books are coming out this week that we think that we think you should check out. Right. So I don't mind hanging oh, in there. Oh, I don't know. Should right? we try it this week? Let's try it this week. See what people like. Oh you my know what gosh. I, mean? I, I think I think it's worth it. I think it might this be is, fun. This is what happened when we had too much turkey. Let's go. I know, yeah. Yeah, that's all that tryptophan. Uh, I have a really short list this week. Oh, that's why he wants to do it. I, no, have, I haven't even seen the list yeah. yet. That's the other thing. Well, I am going to recommend some books next week that we think you should check out uh, before we get into the uh, the reviews of the past week. Um, Green Arrow number six is coming out, uh, of course, from Josh Williamson. This is a good book. And if you love Green Arrow, this should be your book. Like I've been reading it. I have not normally enjoyed or read a lot of Green Arrow. The Green Arrow that I have read has been very selective and I've enjoyed it. But like the fact is, if you love Green Arrow and the Arrow family, I don't understand why you're not reading the damn thing. I don't know how the sales are because uh, while Joshua Williamson, the writer of this book, is also a co-host on this channel, uh, we're not privy to that. We don't talk about that. I don't ask him like, hey, so how's Green Arrow selling? Huh? Pretty bad, right? No, I've never actually had that conversation with him. But I'm just championing it because I'm like, I think he's delivering solid not just fan service but genuine story as well uh with green arrow so it's something to read uh especially if you love that family and that character and it and it adds a lot to the mythos uh because you know some people have meta textually been asking like why can't the arrow family ever just be happy and be together well this book is about that specifically um i'm also of course recommending predator versus wolverine number three because yes because i would say oh boy this is yeah marvel's best use of the predator license period i think that the last two predator books have been bad mm -hmm. to middling mm. and this is exactly what people have been asking for 
when they heard Marvel got the Predator license. Because mm. I think that for the most part, people who were reading Predator were just happy with what Dark Horse was doing with it. And it's like, if Marvel has Predator, like I'm not going to expect them to do what Dark Horse was doing just because they're two different fundamental uh, philosophies from these two groups. Um, but if you're going to do anything, at least do semi-unrated crossover matchups like Predator versus Wolverine. Mm -hmm. And God help me, you folks, buy this book so I get more of them. Because what? maybe it's just you for me. You just got done telling I'm, everyone that they should only be purchasing things that they could afford. Well, I, I'm just saying, if you if you like Predator, you're going to okay. like this okay, because that's... it's delivering on the premise. That's a different statement. You know, I do want uh, Marvel to be more consistent with it. Like, I think that all but one of the artists on this series so far could do a dynamite solo run mm -hmm. on this idea. Right. I'd be happy to see any of these artists on Predator versus Wolverine as an entire series. Um, I don't like the idea of multiple artists per issue. I don't like the idea of shifting it, especially if it's going to be one story. Um, but the art, all but one of the artists that they've selected have been fantastic. Okay. And, and worth checking out. Uh, Peng uh, Penguin is coming out. Uh, I thought you were like kind of on. I'm, I'm a little on off, off, but it's only four issues, so I can go back and read the whole thing at once. I, I, that's usually how I can uh, okay. how how I how I handle Tom at this point. Uh, <laughs> and of course, Captain America number three from J.M. Straczynski, the creator of Babylon Five, uh, is writing a Captain America book, and there it's it only in the issue three, and it's really worth checking out. Uh, the dude who drew the last Punisher book was uh, awesome and is doing a great job on Captain America. Uh, getting his feet wet. I think it's going well. I'm digging it. And uh, and and I, I like it, uh, you know. I'm, I'm enjoying that series, um, so definitely check that out if you have a chance because it's only three issues. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, there's other things like Beast War and stuff like that. And, there's a Beast uh, War and a Gang War. Yeah, there's too many wars. Um, but uh, let me tell you something. If I had to choose between the two wars, oh, and Batman eighty nine Echoes. Uh, that's Batman four if you're keeping count. Uh, Batman. Uh, the, the last one, Batman 89, was like the re the requel for Batman 3. Mm -hmm. And this is the sequel to that. And it involves Jeff Goldblum as uh, Scarecrow. Right. And don't uh, forget, IDW is, is reissuing. Ah, yes. Uh, the Ninja Turtles Last Ronin series. Uh, and uh, they're also publishing a fun uh, Ninja Turtles Saturday morning cartoon series as well, uh, which I believe Dan Schoening is working on in some regard. That's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I dig those. I think those are worth checking out. How about you? Um, I'm going to say Moon Knight number 29. The last days of Moon Knight. Um, right. I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, Jed McKay on that. Flash number three. I'm not a Flash fan. But I'm I'm here for it. But you are a size story. I, I, but I, I I'll give it a try. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I give it a try, and I and I I've liked the two issues so far. So let's go, Flash family. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, also, X Men Blue Origins number one. Sigh as well. Yeah, I'm just here for that. 100%. This is it. So interested in this. Cannot wait to read it. Mm -hmm. Um. Just just like, and again, like I've liked Nightcrawler, but like I really feel for him. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling for him. So I, I'm looking forward to this. It's his time right now. It is his time. He's having a good time for mm -hmm. sure. Um, and then I realized that this, I guess this is a fourth week. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so no, it's just, it's just usually a little bit lighter. It is a little um, lighter. Yeah. So maybe I'll try to go back and, and check out Catch some up. other things as well. But I, I think those are like the, the highlights for what I'll definitely checking out. Um, I tend to agree. I'm also going to probably skip in all of gang war. That's from Marvel and Spider-Man and stuff like that. I just read the most recent issue of Spider-Man. And while I won't be reviewing it on this channel, I will say that, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously I'm not hyped for it. 
Okay. Just looks like a big waste of time. Okay. Uh, shout out to a cover this week. I, I rolled past this several times, but uh, Image Comics put a, a book called Swan Songs. This cover, I just you know nothing about it. I know nothing about this book. But the cover is gorgeous. I just, just I got to give a shout out to that cover. It's just, it's something else. Let's look at it. Let's see who did it. I clicked it. Oh, click it here. Oh, I see here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know these people. Oh, who did the cover artist? Yeah. Alex Ekman Lawn. Yeah. Great. Just a great looking cover. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I did it. That's issue five. Yeah, I, I don't know this book. So I've, I've never, never heard of it. Book, yeah, but I like how that weird. Cover. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about some books that came out this past week that we I think guess, you should uh, check out. Let's do it. Yeah, I read Nightwing number one hundred eight. This is of course from Tom Taylor with art by Stephen Byrne, uh, filling in for the Bruno Redondo uh, expectations uh, and doing a, doing a damn good job. You know, uh, I actually I this is one of those things where I thought it was Redondo, but uh, you know, and there's a there's a Redondo esque sequence. I don't know if I want to give it uh, you know to Redondo. I don't think that like he has the corner. Uh, you know the market cornered on um, sequences where they're like widescreen here's the character going through different levels of a, of a location but uh i feel like darrington did one of darrington those. did one of those a lot uh with nightwing in fact mm-hmm. in uh, batman universe mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's it's a fine series it's one of those things where i can understand why people might be falling off this book not because it's bad, but because it's doing the thing that every publisher, especially at Marvel and DC, and I think in particular Marvel and DC, are worried about. Mm. And that is, it's safe, it's comfortable, we're living in the world, we're doing what you have demanded, right? Nightwing doesn't have any major interpersonal conflicts. Mm-hmm. He is capable, he is smart, yet he still encounters conflict, right? right? But no one is talking about it. It's not sexy, despite all the sex appeal of Dick Grayson, especially in a pirate outfit. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like sexy headlines. It's right, not going right, to grab right. you and be like, you know, Dick Grayson fought pirates as a kind of pirate Nightwing and then found a ancient library pirate play. Like, who? Like, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't really care nor can i really sell this like if i were in marketing or publishing i you know in, in promotions i might try a little harder but in this i'm just like it's the continued adventures of this character who is capable and you like right you know if you like this character and you want to see him succeed and be told that he's good then this is the book for you and mm. prove them wrong mm. that that's not what you want. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, a lot of times Peter Parker falls into this category as well, where it's like, we got to mix it up. You know, Matt Murdock can't be happy. Peter Parker can't be happy. Uh, Batman can't be happy. Uh, but you know, because, because you stop reading it when we start talking about, you know, when we, when we give you what you want, basically, right. You know, we, you get bored or complacent. you essentially your mind goes, Oh good. He's safe. Right. I'll leave. I don't know. Um, I do caution you that it's it's a little boring. What? Yeah. Okay. I was a little bored. Not not that I like am more excited or tantalized by when they upset the status quo. That is not what I'm saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, but this issue, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm I can't sing its praises because I wasn't really that uh, that 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 taken by it. Um, it's good, mm-hmm. and I recognize the art was very good. And again, you know, they did a nice job, uh, you know, giving you what you should expect from the series and what they've learned to give you from Stephen Byrne. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a, but it's a, it's a fine book. I don't know if it's five dollars fine. Five bucks. Yeah. It was forty pages. Though. It was forty pages. Because it's backup, I guess. Yeah, and there's a the backup is its own thing. It's very different. It's its own. It's thing. very much its own thing. Um, but yeah, 
So, uh, so I read that. Awesome. How about you? Um, I read Wolverine this week. Hey, oh, Wolverine thirty nine. It's Wolverine and uh, T'Challa. Yay, doing things. Let me ask you a question really quick. Yeah, and this is not. I know you don't really have an answer for this, but why does Lanil you not do interiors anymore? I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe he doesn't wanna. I mean, clearly he doesn't because he isn't doing them. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like it's weird. I see him. I still see him doing art. Right. Well, but they're more covers. Maybe he's doing other things. Or yeah. Maybe he found that like you know it's a better use of his time. Yeah. To do covers. Not that I mind uh, Han, Juan Jose Rip. Yeah. On art here. On with, art. And uh, Ben Percy on writing. Yep. Um, no, it's, it's, it's a very different look. Uh, Rip has a very distinct style. And it does work uh, for, yeah. you know, a Wolverine book. You know, a little, a little gritty, a little, you know, not it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I mean, it's just, neither, well, neither is Wolverine. Um, yeah. <laughs> But um, this is Wolverine, you know, kind of operating on his own. We've kind of put Beast on the back burner and um, he's dealing with Orcus now, obviously, post um, the last gala. Uh, he, as far as he knows, everyone's gone. They're dead. He right, doesn't know yeah. who they are. You know, so he's just trying to do what Wolverine does best. Mm-hmm. which is you know get murder and revenge murder and revenge but he's he's like i can't just go in swinging i need to find out certain things okay and, you know he's working with um his his government contact uh you know through email essentially mm. being fed leads as he's crossing over into other like with other characters essentially. Yes. um this time it takes him to wakanda uh where um you know T'Challa, Black Panther, has kind of been exiled, ousted, right? But yes. he's still there and he's doing his thing. He's operating on his own. Right. Um, one of their diplomats has one of Orcus, is, um, you know, members co- come to them. Mm-hmm. And they assume it's because they want to do business. Um, but the the diplomat essentially is like, no, we're not doing business. I'm here to let you know we'll never do business with you. Mm. Just letting you know that. Like, because they're racist or is that because they uh no 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 the wakandan emissary oh. is like we're ne- I, I brought you here because i want to look you in the eyes as i told you we will never do business with you mm. i just want to let you know that. okay like we didn't sign a contract with krakoa and that does not mean that we're going to work with you i need you to understand that yeah 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 which definitely annoys them mm. um but what it really does is it opens the door for those who don't who live in wakanda and maybe have some power in Wakanda, but maybe don't follow all of the rules of Wakanda to make connections yes. with Orcus. Is, mm-hmm. And that's what happens because Orcus is there because they need materials, they need metal in order to keep producing weapons and, you know, iron, like Stark Sentinels and all of that. Um, they need to have materials to make them from and they'd really like some vibranium. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the, the, you know, there's an offer on the table, but it's not for vibranium. Yeah. You know, a, a meteor has fallen. It has like, you know, titanium and another like, you know, useful metals. Yeah. And so they're going to make a deal for that. And Wolverine gets himself in a little bit of trouble. And um, he uh, ends up being saved by T'Challa and the two of them team up to help take them down. And then they have to like leave the scene so that uh, Shuri, who's still involved with the government can come there and be like, Oh, we stumbled upon this and like arrest everyone okay. involved, yeah, you know, yeah. like appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gives Wolverine access to an Orcus jet where he wants to learn mm. from it. Okay. Um, and then presumably he wants to fly it into a, like into Orcus. Um, <laughs> okay. But he's like, but not yet. I have to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that, that's fine because the next issue promises a really fun team up. Hey, so be that'll be fun. Wolverine and Spider-Man teaming up 
and um, interested to see what, what's going on there, uh, especially with with uh, the beginning of another book this week. Mm. So yeah, so th- this was good. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny because I'm still coming off of the like. But are we going to deal with beasts? So I need to like take that away we are. because like this, I know. But I'm just saying like this is a good. This was a good book. I enjoyed it. But I'm like, but you, you just you stopped <laughs> you stopped the momentum and moved in another but it, direction. But it makes sense because like Wolverine obviously would be like that. Beast is not the greatest threat. No, right now. And right. Like, so I totally understand it. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see this. Yeah. So and yeah. it's fun to see. You know, listen. Wolverine's one of those characters. It's fun to see him be with other people. Yes. You know, because Wolverine can be so many things, like Mm -hmm. so many different things. That's why I think it's so interesting about him as a character, because it's like, yeah, I know Wolverine. He's the best at what he does. He's, he's, you know, Canadian. You know, he's, he's, you know, this, he's that. And then it's like, well, he's also this. Yeah. Oh, and he's that. Oh, he's been this. Right. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Like, what is his premier team? Is it the X-Men? Is it Alpha Flight? Is it the Avengers? Like, he's... I, I would say it's the X Men. Well, I, I know, like, but like, but he also started at Alpha Flight, right? But like the you know? like the 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 like trope or the personality that he can fit in, yep. like he can go into many different like little holes essentially. Yeah. Where it's just like you know Wolverine the the hothead and like Wolverine the tactician and you know Wolverine the warrior and Wolverine the the pile the of rage. Yeah. yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, there's just there's so many different like things that Wolverine can be. So it's always fun to see him team up with someone because he can take on a different personality based on the the character he's dealing with. Just neat. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it'll be great to see Ben Percy's version of Pete. We'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be neat. Uh, Bryce Harriet in our super chat says, "Hi, I picked up the Zatanna oh. Webtoons book. It has twenty three recommended books in the back based on aspects of the story, everything from Dark Knights of Steel to Swamp Thing. Why isn't this standard practice? I don't I'd like know. to know That's why really... you think so." What? Why do you think that is? Why it's not? Yeah, why is that not standard practice? Now, I mean, like in every comic book, in a monthly book, there are plenty of recommendations slash advertisements for other books. Yeah, but it's not related to what's going on in the book. And here's why. Because they're trying... The marketing team for these, I'm guessing... It's either an arm of the main marketing publishing, right? Or, they're not or they're from different. the comic book industry. Well, no, they might be. No, what I'm saying is that like they're like a like a part of it, right? So like they're, what they're trying to do for this is they're like, I want you to make the jump from webtoons to my other stuff. So mm-hmm. they're gonna go out of their way to get you. The other teams like, no, I got you, and they're not thinking about the fact that like sometimes some of these books are going to be picked up by a person who's never really read a comic. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's going to be picked up by a long comic book reader who doesn't know a character. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't be nice for them to like, be like, Hey, listen, I'm really familiar with Batman, you know, or Superman or Green Lantern. Yeah. I don't know much about Zatanna. Maybe I want to learn more. I read this one book. What, what, where do I go next? Yeah. Like, and I don't want to go. And like, wouldn't it be nice if the industry or these publishers, you know, didn't rely on us. Right. To make those recommendations. Like, wouldn't it be nice to do it in-house? They always want to keep everything in-house. Why not the recommendations? Yeah. I think it's just because they're lazy. I genuinely it think be, it's just because it I takes mean, too much effort to think be, about that thing. It would be kind of cool, too, if, you know, if you have, like, a writer of on one of these books who clearly has influence or, like, has a specific point of comics that they really like, mm-hmm. if they made some recommendations, to yeah. either whether it be in a letter or just told the publisher so they could list them in the back. Be like, you can see where the influence is coming from. You can see, Absolutely. Like, yeah, that, what did I read? What do I like? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Cat Lawyer, all different what treats. they were, like, growing up. I yeah, don't know. I agree. I love that. I don't know. Uh, Cat Lawyer, I'm loving Alejandro Sanchez's colors. Superman and Wonder Woman backup are a delight, but his work com- uh, paired with Dan Mora on Shazam is my absolute favorite. I didn't realize that Alejandro Sanchez did Dan Mora's colors. I'm always a Tim Rabon villain kind of fan, but I do appreciate what uh, Sanchez oh, yeah. is doing. That's good. From you, obviously. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, Hulkzilla has made it home and time to watch my favorite, favorite crew. Aww. Well, thank you very much, Hulkzilla. Thanks thank for your support. Man. I really appreciate that. 
and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks yeah. for being here. Uh, Paul Williams finally got my hands on Aquaman Andromeda. It's got great, and it really does feel like Wonder Woman's... Great art. It's got great art, I'm sorry. And it does feel like Wonder Woman Dead Earth to me. Couldn't recommend it enough. Well, we're uh, going to find out more about it. We got the first issue and then just skipped it, but uh, I ordered the hardcover, so we'll see how that goes. I'm looking forward to trying it out. I heard I heard middling things about it. Hmm. Um, uh, 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 Alta's Bane says, uh, Mark Wade did a Q&A on DC's YouTube and mentioned he likes stories with characters who have rarely if ever interacted uh, like Robin and Supergirl and World's Finest. Is there anyone you'd like to see him tackle next? That's funny. He said that on my show. Um, that's why uh, That's why you see that. But um, yes, uh, is there anyone you'd like to see him tackle next? I mean, I'm happy with anything that Mark Wade wants to throw at us. Mark Wade gets it. And he particularly feels comfortable in the DC universe. Um, I've seen him pretty much cover everybody at this point, thanks to his work over at Marvel and his like no surrender collaborations valuing and stuff. Green Lantern swamp thing book there we go just just it's not easy being green and that's the book right well I, i'm like thinking of it it wouldn't really work at all mm-hmm. but i'm like yeah he's just flying around and like he just something's just floating in space yeah i'm like i'd like to see um based on what you said earlier uh i don't know what mark wade uh has if he's really written any zatanna but i think like zatanna is in desperate need of like a book i don't know about that yeah well, it's only because you don't like his Doctor Strange. <laughs> but Zatanna is not Doctor Strange. Zatanna is not a sorcerer. I'm just saying he's going to send her to space. No, oh, God. <laughs> well, let's hope not. Uh, Mortishai says, uh, courtesy, uh, curiosity bug bit me, and I decided to give Spider-Boy number one a chance. And surprisingly, it was decent. It reminded me of the old Marvel Adventure Spider-Man books I'd read in my middle school library. Don't get why Dan writes him better here than in other books. Uh, for one thing, it's because it's it's from his vantage point. You know, it's told from his perspective. Uh, so he's going to be more sympathetic and more interesting because mm-hmm. he's like the he's the POV character. Mm-hmm. Um, but for another, I think that uh, sticking him in a world where it's him, you know, or sticking him in a book where it's his 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 narrative will uh, will be obviously more, you know, young feeling because he is a kid. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his his influence on the story will like set that kind of like tone and uh, so I think that uh, that might help a lot. I think that uh, it really depends on like what, um, you know, what mood you're in, what position you're in when you're reading these things. And so I'm glad that uh, Spider-Boy reached you. And uh, because while I don't really care about the character, while I don't think that he's going to last, again, and I, I, I question the motivation in his creation. Yes. You know, I don't necessarily think it's as pure as all that. I think it's like a me tooism, mm-hmm. And I don't mean like hashtag. I mean like, like like the honda crv okay. but uh you know i don't how come you got a miles morales i want a miles morales too i wrote the character longer than you did uh so yeah i i, I don't know about that but uh my point being uh, i'm glad you're enjoying it because I, I why and while i feel that way what's important is that books that are made are reaching their audiences mm-hmm. so i'm glad that you're enjoying it or at the very least that it was decent yeah i hope it gets better from there and right? thank you for your support man yeah uh speaking of books that we're reading Yes, we are speaking about that. Uh, I read uh, Superman number eight. This is, of course, also from Josh uh, with art by David Baldion, Gleb Melenkov, and uh, Jamal Campbell. Uh, this is the like, kind of climactic fight between Superman and the Chained. Uh, this is, of course, a new uh, evil supervillain that is, it turns out, was actually there the whole time. Uh, hates Lex Luthor, and Superman gets in the middle of it. Uh, there's a whole, like, plot point in this series. It's only eight issues, by the way. Can you believe it? But... Um, uh, where Lex Luthor was not rescued by Superman, that Superman like didn't hear him while he was being uh, 
you know, attacked. Mm -hmm. And as a result, Lex like died, nearly died, etc. And um, so Superman feels especially guilty about that. And uh, that's what puts him into harm's way, uh, willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to save Lex Luthor in this story. And uh, while the art changes are disappointing because it is a regularly sized book, um, Mm -hmm. they do serve as the story. I have liked all of these artists on this title and on this character. And I think they all bring, bring something to the party that really works. Um, but it does kind of wrap up with, uh, with, with, with Jamal Campbell, which, you know, is the star mm-hmm. of the series, or at least it, he was when the story first launched. Right. Um, but yeah, it, but it also has a shades of death of Superman. So, I mean, if you're, if you're a classic Superman fan, and when I say classic, I mean like from 30 years ago, you may, find uh, something in here uh, especially because you know we the the tactile telekinesis of superboy is explained uh, kind of uh, or rather re-explained or retconned okay. uh, into the chained and uh while you um may have thought that he was just gonna fight superman no there is uh some justice for uh for connor kent as well mm, okay so it's fun it's a it's a fun book i do enjoy it uh again it's five bucks but uh you know, but if you like Superman and you want to keep seeing like a regular again, it's another one of those books where it's like Dawn of DC seems to be like, here is the DC universe as you as you've requested it. <laughs> so, mm. you know, if you if it doesn't sell, you know, there's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I, I dug it. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun series. Nice. Uh, what else you got? Uh, did you really uncanny Spider-Man? Oh, you're like, I'm done with that. You told me not to. No, that was the other book. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't read it. <laughs> no, it was the spine tingling Spider-Man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're welcome to read. You read all right, cool. All you want. I don't care about that. Um, yeah, this is Cy Spurrier, Lee Garbett. Uh, you know, it's Nightcrawler as Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, Mystique is, keeps showing up. Oh, and Silver Sable, right? Yes, and he's been banging the hell out of her. So yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, good for him and mm-hmm. her. Um. But, you know, when, when this kind of launched, we thought maybe there'd be a little more Spider-Man in it. No, no. I think he I, I was glad that he wasn't in it because it was like a transition. It was like he's well, there. He's in this. Well, he's on the cover. So I would assume. Yeah. yeah so they have another little run in and it's really just Pete dealing with um, New Yorkers who are like having anti-mutant rallies. and They're given a pizza guy a hard time because mm. like it becomes a witch hunt. OK. Essentially, where they're like, well, I, th- I think that guy has powers. And yeah, Spider-Man's yeah, yeah. like, all right, put the pizza boy down. And it's actually, <laughs> it's really funny. It's really well written. And, you know, it, it, you know, uses the trope of New Yorkers love of, of pizza. And like, you know, you know, oh, you're from that pizzeria. That's like the second best slice, maybe the third, depending on who's on anchovies. That like uh. so Spider-Man goes into a whole thing about that. Um, and then there's a moment in this and this issue is really great. Um, but there's something specific I want to ask about because I know it. I already know my answer, but I'm still going to ask it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first few pages about this clearly is just Spider-Man doing his doing thing, his thing and like, and um, you know, Kurt watching it happen, oh, and not okay. wanting to step in necessarily, and and you know, dealing with that imaginary friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just a really great opportunity for Spurrier to write some like that's true snappy dialogue for Spider-Man, and you're just having a good time, right? And then of course, Stark Sentinel shows up to take the pizza boy away and reveals that oh, lo and behold, he is not a mutant, mm. but he is going to be brought in for questioning as a mutant sympathizer, possibly. Oh, great! Um, and Spider-Man's like, no, no, you're not. Right. Nope. 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 And I guess nope, I'm nope, gonna nope. fight a sentinel again. Well, he's gonna start doing that, and the and the sentinel like scans him and goes mutant. Mm. And Spider-Man's like, I am not, not a mutant. Yeah. Right. And so now it's like, oh, are, not there's anything wrong. Are with the that. sentinels 
broken or faulty. They're doing it on purpose. Like, they're just like, anyone who stands against them, they're like, oh, you're a mutant. Well, there is also that, like, weird law in New York that's, like, against superhero activity, which, like, no one wants to deal with that I think is going to be set up in gang war. But, like, so it could be maybe they're on the take. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're part of some, like, right? larger conspiracy to right? but, like, get rid of the super it's community. It's this great moment because, like, everyone who was, like, on board with Spidey all of a sudden is, like, they just pause. Yeah, they're like, wait, Spider-Man's yeah. also a mutant? Yeah, and then they just are, like, they're like, hey, they're against him. Yeah, they're immediately against him. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. What a great way to get Spidey, I don't know, like in trouble. Yes. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I'm like, are we going to see that as a reflection? Is Spurrier just setting something up that doesn't matter because he's like, this is cool? Yeah, there's something I want to do. Probably. I know it's not going to carry over in Zed Wells' book. I like it's just, it's too very, busy with Ruck It's Rap. frustrating because I'm like, this is a great. Yeah. This would setup. be a cool story in another book. Right, like, hey, he, you know, just from one accusation, it yeah. completely changes Spider-Man's perception or a character's perception yeah. in the eyes of the of the audience. Like, it's 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 great, mm-hmm. right? And and we know it's a lie. Yeah, Spider-Man knows it's a lie, but, but he can't just tell everybody that. Yeah, and it, uh, the more he protests that he isn't, the more like inappropriate it becomes because right? it's like, why are you? Why do you care so bad? Right, you know? right. I was like, this is this is great, you know, and and you can let you know any news outlets spin against like mm-hmm. it's just it just feeds right into that classic spidey like new york against spidey even though he's like i can't help myself i have to go help them yeah yeah you know he's he's entanglement with mutants as he's had wanted to have uh-huh. um but i i just i assumed it is not gonna be picked up anywhere else but it was yeah. kind of fun to, cool to kind of have this like like check in with a, a spider-man moment, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Um, but Kurt has to also jump in and, and help out and um, deal with Mystique. And, uh, you know, because she's not quite right mm. after, you know, the, the, the Krakoa. Yeah, after Xavier's push and yep. some other things. Um, but really, what we get out of this issue is that it's the setup for Spurrier's X Men Blue coming out this week. Right. Um, and so, in if you're like going to pick that up, just know. It was set up in here. Like, how did this? Like, how did this issue start? Well, I'm sure we're gonna get some sort of recap, so it'll probably set you up to not have an issue with that. But mm-hmm. it's it's in here where um, inevitably uh, he runs into Mystique, and um, they have a conversation in, in which I, I think he says he goes, "We need to talk," because he's not been telling her that he's her kid. Yes, and I love this page. <laughs> and then they do it's just a page and then they do i yeah. love this page and it lets you know and if you want to know about that right go read x-men blue Origins. oh okay i'm like fantastic That's right cool. and yeah. it gets literally coming out this week so it's it's you know one week next week done we're gonna get those answers yeah fantastic um so the other obviously hallmark of this uh book has been the relationship between kurt and silver sable there's yes. clearly something there again i'm treating it like it's peter's black cat mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know you know, she's on the one side of things he's on the other side of things but like when you put them together there's incredible chemistry like they just get along really well yeah he's clearly using all of this as a means to ignore his responsibility mm-hmm. and spurrier really breaks that down and it's actually it's a phenomenal phenomenal scene with the two of them having like a, a candle at dinner mm. and she's like she just gets into it and he's like oh okay i thought we were just gonna <laughs> have dinner and then like sleep together but i, I but guess i guess we have to hash we're gonna out. like talk about some stuff Ooh. um and kurt really like gives us a reason as to what he's doing mm. and why he's doing it and it's just really well thought out and it really talks about how much like every time i see kurt all i can think about is um in uh axe mm-hmm. when he just kept like 
dying and being resurrected yeah. and really wanted to remember that and i'm like going into that with the way they've been writing kurt up until this point this book makes a thousand percent sense because kurt's he's got nothing to give anymore right like you can only give and sacrifice so much and it's he's true. like and like he has a moment with her where he's just like i've done enough basically mm-hmm. yeah and she's like like that's not it's cool. not it's not like life isn't fair yes good deeds still need to happen right yeah like, like she, well that's why i'm being spider-man right right well no but like she's just really understanding and it, it's great like yeah. it's just i i loved their conversation um and it's so like, she's so understanding of him and she clearly so supports him and it just makes what happens next that much worse mm. because one of her guys catches her and he knows like he bugged her he, he's like just like you taught me yep so he knows everything that she's been doing in her off time, which is totally her thing to do. Exactly. But she also he also knows that she's going to give up the job. Yeah. She's like, I can't do this. I cannot. I can't. I can't keep doing this. I'm just gonna. We're gonna leave the contract behind. And he's like, No, because like we have people at home who need this money. Right. Like yeah. we have to support our people. And so she does. Mm-hmm. And so she gets Kurt. Oh. And so yeah, it, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But like, there's a betrayal there. And, yeah. uh, you know, we don't know what, where it will happen next. We leave it with them taking him away, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vulture's thrilled. Oh, sure. um, but this is just great. It's a great, great issue. Like, you know, as you found out in your interview with, with Cy, like, he really does love Kurt. And yeah. um, he really gets him. And really, if you have been reading Kurt through the Krakoa era, this book just makes sense. It yeah. just makes sense. And it's just, it's good to see. Yay. So, good stuff. And it looks great. Right. I love, I love Garbett's art on this. Uh, Abe Sabian says, uh, hey, Sal, thanks for recommending Detective Comics. I didn't know Jason Alexander was going to be on the book. Very pleasantly surprised. I'm definitely going to stay on the book as long as he's doing art. Um, I don't know if I ever did that, but I appreciate your support regardless. Um, yeah, the uh, the Detective Comics series uh, has been genuinely good. And I've also been kind of bored by the book and so it's been a really like mixed bag like everything about it is exactly what i think the book needs and i'm glad it's reached its audience and i'm really happy that you're reading it um and i'm glad that you're digging the uh, the look it does it like it feels like it's a definitively detective comics kind of book i'm really glad that it's that it, that it is what it is lt3 pop woo uh Hi. woo you too uh mm-hmm. tiffany picked up the deviant based on your <gasps> talking about it Yay. number one was so good uh, have I been reading Spurrier's Flash? If so, thoughts? I read the first issue and never got a chance to read the last two. Um, well, but... It's just the last one. I think, it's, I think it's three. Oh, that's right. Three comes out this week. Yeah. Um, I read the first issue and I really liked it. I was just like, this is great. Um, I don't know if I liked it as a book I want to keep reading, but I like recognize its genuine like goodness. But I definitely It's did. a really and yay, good... Yay, I'm glad you checked out the Deviant. Like I said, like it is definitely a like mature reader book yeah so i'm glad you took that with a grain of salt and enjoyed it mm-hmm. i enjoyed it too i can't wait for the next issue uh Gert pectus uh wolverine was good liked orcas negotiating with wakanda yeah me too me too like really like in, in both interactions i i really liked that um because orcas really has been parading around acting like they have like they're because they've had so many machinations and so many arms and so much like with the gala where like they hit every way possible Mm -hmm. so for them to like stroll into wakanda being like well yes and then what we'll do for you is we'll do this and wakanda's like hold on i'm sorry we don't need anything from you (laughs) i just needed to remind you about that yeah fantastic she was thanks Um, (laughs) we read justice league versus godzilla versus kong number two of course this is from brian buccioletto with art by christian dusamami 
Sorry. Duche, maybe? DD Mega Doodoo. I'm sorry. That's literally what you just did. Um, but uh, yeah, this continues its own universe. Uh, I, I remember talking to Benny on another channel about this, and he was um, confused. And I was like, okay, this is its own universe. Yep. It's not the main DC universe versus Godzilla. Nope. Kong still has not appeared in the book. Nope. Um, and it's specifically the legend like from legendary comic yeah from legendary's world yes it's the monster verse right like you know of course it has ties to toho because it's godzilla right um but it's but they, it's, i it's, don't think they're i think they're barred from using like the, the I, like mothra like I they can't use toho stuff i think they can use anything they've had in the movie or that they've invented within the film but exactly. i'm not 100 percent on that but like we'll get into it yeah uh yeah they fight superman finally engages in godzilla uh shazam shows up it's this is I love how Justice League has become like a catch-all. Like they used to call things DC Universe versus, yeah. and then they're like, just say Justice League, and that's really what we used to do actually with our with our title. Like, yeah. If a big a bunch of people show up and fight from the DC Universe, I just said Justice League versus. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So do they? But like Shazam shows up, and uh, you know, it's. I think this book is really boring. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I did not. I know. I at know. All. Um, yeah. Oh, so like, yeah. Like, is this the one where, that, Superman, where Red Hood shoots the guy? Yeah. Superman shows up. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta. He tries to communicate with Godzilla because he's like, he's Could, looking at me. Right. He seems he's to. Like, there seems to be something behind those eyes. You know, he's like trying to get him out of the city. You know, keep everybody safe. Godzilla's not having it because, uh, yeah, he's not a kaiju without some um, collateral building damage. Naturally, for sure. people running in the streets. Um, things exploding around mm -hmm. you. Right. And, you know, Supes gets a, a good idea of how the strength of Godzilla, and we do get to see that because, you know, Supes tries a couple things and, and it, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Um, so he calls in other leaguers. Unfortunately, on their way there, they discover that uh, three other cities, uh, Central Each City, get Gotham, and uh, Themyscira, uh, all end up with a monster. I know two of them. One of them is Behemoth. The mm -hmm. other is Skyla or Skeet. She, shy, I don't know, Skillia? Okay. S C Y L L A. Mm -hmm. How would you say that? Skillia. Skillia? Okay. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know who the bat one is. I'll be honest. No, with I think you. the bat one's made up for this. <laughs> may or may not. There have been bat kaiju, That's but true. like none of the kaiju that I was aware of or that I tried to look up because I was like, none of these match that. Um, so I didn't really go too deep into it. So mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, the spider one is Cilia. Yeah, the the mammoth one is is behemoth. Okay, and, uh, yeah, neat stuff. Right, but uh, like so now now the leaguers who they had have to go and split off, and right. they're going to try to call in any ancillary character. So now we've opened up any character can show up. Yes, Green Arrow can fight them. Like, right, it's, right, right, and does well. But, I mean, uh, all right, so. Batman does name the bat, but he says it seems like it's based on a Mayan whatever. So yeah. I was like, I guess it could be that, but I was trying to um, make it connected to some of the lore of i guess other godzilla stuff because sometimes they pull things from there they'll take it's true they'll take toho stuff and then they, and then like, they, they come up with their, their own, own version they, of it they yeah shove it in there um it just didn't make any sense to me that batman would name it i don't know why yeah, I but don't i know. guess i guess that makes sense right um now i know everybody i also read the book i know it said that mm -hmm. jeez god y'all love correcting me don't you mm -hmm. um well you're a woman so it's easy to do it it's super easy i don't know i'm wrong all the time babes um anyway um so they do have to split up what i like about this is that they're calling in all the other um like leaguers 
that means anyone can show up. That's we right. Don't know who's going to show up. Yeah. Right. Like I love, I love that. I yeah. love that so much because it's just like, and like Shazam, right. is Shazam here shows up. Like Black Canary shows up. That, right? I really like seeing Black Canary in this book, not just for the obvious reasons, but also because like Black Canary, like I really like her interaction with these characters, and it's really fun to see. Like she almost essentially joins up with like the Bat Family. Yes. And I'm like, I kind of really like Black Black Canary as part of the Bat Family. Me too. I don't Me like. Too. I know that's not. I know it's sacrilege, but I kind of like seeing it. No, it's cool. Um, it's great. Um, I also love the fact that the Bat Family is like, we got this, and I was. It's like, like no, mean, you don't. I mean, like, it's a giant ass bat. No, yeah. you don't. But yeah. like, uh, yeah, there's this whole sequence in there where like Red Hood is gonna shoot the bat, and like, like he's nineteen a specific way, like nineteen people tell him not to, and he's just like, no, I'm gonna do it. And it's just like, I don't know. It felt really like desperate. It just felt like this moment where they were like, I really want him to do this, and I really don't like. There's, there's, there's no way he could be that he. Anyone could stop him from doing it and they don't. Right. And right, I'm not right. like complaining because like it just seems like they deliberately made him into kind of a jobber. <laughs> like, right. Let's let's, yeah. let's let's pants Red Hood for this. And I'm like, look, I, don't, I think Red Hood's a better character when he's in the ground wearing a Robin suit. But uh, even I was like, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing with this? Uh, also, that Batgirl can punch him. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird, and but but uh, but also like we needed to have that moment of descent. Otherwise, it's like it's a history of characters all interacting yeah, yeah, and yeah. not having any conflict whatsoever with each other. Like, right. yay! <laughs> right, right, right. So it's fine. You so know. so um, you know, so we got them doing their thing, and it's also like I meant to, I think, just meant to show like the struggle that they will face. Yes, you know, just in general. Um, on true. on Diana's way to Themyscira with Green Arrow. Uh, they notice mm -hmm. that a, there's a new mass of land that should not be there. Mm -hmm. And they drop Ollie off. Yes. Which I'm like, okay. That was fun. I like that moment where he's like, I have history with islands. Or yeah. Something. Don't worry. We got this. Mm -hmm. um, so she's going to go off and, um, you know, do her thing. Um, so then we check back in with, um, we, don't, we don't really see the Central City fight. No, nah, we don't uh, have time. It's fine. It's only four they, issues they or got whatever. This. Um, they, uh, we cut back to uh, Superman dealing, of course, with Godzilla because it's like, we're kind of here for that. Yes. You know, I mean, like, that's I, what's been the, they, they've been pitching that for the last two issues. Yeah. I do love the other kaiju. They are fun looking. You know, I, I don't, I do want to see those fights as well. Um, but I, between Godzilla and Kong, I am a Godzilla fan. Yeah. More than I am a Kong fan. That's um, fair. So, like, I am here for this. And um, they essentially, we see um, Superman working in order to, like, get him away yes lure him from the city lure him from the city but also just like anything he's there with hawk girl or hawk woman or, hawk woman, yeah. or whichever or whichever hawk person is is there with him and uh she she gives him a good smack on the noggin mm -hmm. and uh, nothing she's like that was like that was like my a game here so yeah you bonk things what are you gonna do no but like and like typically they respond no it's true um she gets taken out as shazam shows up and uh you know, we see Godzilla finally power up to to do the thing we all want him to do, um, which is, you know, shoot blue the stuff at Superman. Yep. So that Superman can then use his heat vision and shoot it back at him. Uh -huh. And I have Shazam go, they're at a standstill, which yeah. I'm just like, yes, thank yes. you. I, I, yes, yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. I love it. Um, so he does exactly what we all wish he would do. He right. lands but on he him. does take it, uh, you know, to protect Billy. And that's nice. Oh, yeah. No, he does. He does. After, you know, Shazam lands on top of Godzilla and yells Shazam. That's so. right. Which is a cool move. I it was is. like, oh, that was fun. It's a cool. This book is just filled with really fun images. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you've got like Superman like in the street with like, you know, like, you know, down for the count with like, you know, Godzilla in the background. Like, yeah, yes. it's just it's just it's just it's a lot of big moments that are supposed to be it's like, just, exciting. It's just a bunch of popcorn and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you like it. I I'm not gonna read any more of this book. Okay. That's fair. No, that's fair. I I, I just don't care. I don't mind a little popcorn. No, no, yeah. Popcorn comic. Well, I got I got popcorn coming up, but uh, <laughs> okay, okay, is, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, what do you got going? On? I read the sensational She-Hulk from Rainbow Rowell and Andres Genolay. Uh, uh, this is a uh, you know finally Hulk gets to show up in a She-Hulk book. He's weird. I don't know. This is like all right, but uh, if you were reading the previous She-Hulk series, then this is a literal continuation. There was absolutely no reason to do it outside of inflation of sales by rebooting the book and getting another number one, uh, which is standard practice, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah, it's just a continue to be a slice of life book. It makes no attempt to contextualize it or get you familiar with the characters. If you are concerned or confused about this book, you're like, who are these people? You have to read the previous series from Rainbow Rowell. Uh, that'll set you up for uh, for who everybody is, what firm she works for, what her relationship with Jack of Hearts is all about. Oh yeah, Jack of Hearts is alive. You know, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's, and it's a, just an exploration of uh, She-Hulk's relationship with Jack of Hearts and how it can't be too physical and how that's frustrating. And I'm like, okay, that's what this book is and it continues to be so and it's fun. And there's a cute little like fight club she's a part of and uh, Jack of Hearts, uh, you know, I kept waiting for him to be put back in the toy chest of death uh, I think that's still going to happen, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see. It's it, it is a slice of life book. It is not. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about that after I read that and some other book, um, you know, and then I read that Daredevil black suit book. Mm -hmm. um, there's a different. There's a significant difference between two. Those those uh, those two books are books about characters who say a lot of things, and in one of them, it's like entertaining because that's what it's about. Right. And the other one, it is just how that writer writes and yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason why i'm going to talk about that daredevil book is because of how friggin' horrible it was but really? uh yeah it was just it was awful i'm sorry so awful i mean i knew it going in it's the worst writer on daredevil's entire history and they brought him and they gave him his own effing series again how could mm -hmm. they do that at this point like after like six consecutive great runs they were like oh hey it's the worst guy to ever work on daredevil give him his own book <laughs> it's just it's just outrageous you know, and I just couldn't believe it. But anyway, uh, but it was funny because I was just thinking about like how like modern people are always like, oh, modern comic books, are, uh, how they're written yesterday versus today. And it's like the way that it like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like nostalgia goggles or, you know, just certain writers from 30 years ago. But like some of them could do it and some of them could or maybe some of them are stuck in a way that they were 30 years ago. I don't know, but I'd rather read like a wordy conversation, heavy character driven book from today versus some kind of attempt like that from mm, 30 years mm -hmm. ago. It's just woof. That did not work for me. Right. But, uh, but you know, she held it, it. It is what it is. You know, it's selling what it is. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that is the book it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. For better or worse. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's you know, it's it's a good it's a good book. Right. If that's what you're looking I get for. You, I get you. Uh, Batman Superman World Finest 21 came out from Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Of right. course, obviously being one of the best books, uh, <laughs> best looking books yes. on the market. Uh, but obviously, if this is a book that you're not buying, pre-order World's Finest. It's so good, and you're gonna you're gonna thank yourself. Wait, uh, at this point, like if you want to go back, you can get you can get trades. You yeah. just get the last like two or three trades. Uh, this is continuing a story from the first arc or two mm -hmm. um, where. Uh, you know, uh, 
they're the 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 boy that they raised from another reality uh who then was sent back to another who was sent off to another reality they find it and it's essentially a uh i, I want to say it's like a variant on the kingdom come universe but um for all intents and purposes it's the kingdom come universe but like all the heroes are dead <laughs> and mm. uh except for like a few uh, but it's interesting to see like a young Batman and Superman, like pre Justice League International team up and fight Kingdom Comes Batman and Superman. Like, it's yes. just really cool to see that. Yes. And, uh, but they the, each we don't have young Batman fight old Superman. We have young Batman fight old Batman and, old, and young Superman fight old Superman. The idea is that um, Boy Thunder, who's now like Teenage Thunder or whatever, has turned has turned them against him. Right, right, right. Uh, and uh, And so you understand why each other, you know, we know why our heroes are fighting, but mm-hmm. we did, but you know, the older versions, the, 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 the kingdom come heroes yeah. fighting their equivalents are doing it to protect their ward. Right. And, uh, and I think that's really cool and it's really fun and it, it continues to be, you know, just what you want from the series. That's awesome. It's a really fun looking book and it, it's, it's, a, it's a fun book. It looks great. And, yeah. uh, and the characters are all consistent and great. And it's just, look at these characters who like working together, who respect each other, who like the conflict is in the story and not from, you know, just manufactured conflict mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. misunderstandings. I mean, there's a mis- this misunderstanding here, but it's like from characters we don't need to care about. Like I'm just, I'm loving it. Right. It's just a great so, book. I got a question for, I know this isn't the first time we've seen the kingdom characters not in Alex Ross's style, Yeah. but how do you feel about seeing them right. not in Alex Ross's style? Well, thankfully there has been, there have been like, I think one or two other like, uh, sequels to kingdom come without mm-hmm. alex ross's art um i think it works fine especially okay. if you're gonna have somebody who isn't alex ross draw these guys i think i'll take dan, dan Moore, Moore. <laughs> please. Um, but it's great it's just it's a real like it looks great mm-hmm. and you get it like you know who you're looking at and you, you know, it doesn't uh it doesn't detract from it although right. it, it it is it, it it still is not kingdom come it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. the kingdom come of like the of, of the 1996 or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, it is it is a fun little like deviation and mm-hmm. uh, or distraction. Right, right, I right. I like it a lot. Okay, uh, but it's definitely worth picking up. Uh, Mortal X Men number seventeen came out this week, uh, written by Kieran Gillen with uh, art by Juan Jose Rip. Wow, um, which is this is dovetailing right off of Jean Grey, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, so if you were reading Jean Grey, this is where you were going next. If you weren't reading Jean Grey you can kind of piece some stuff together you could get it but you also will be doing yourself a favor by buying yeah, the Jean gray series if you want yeah um that said like uh, rip's art is very different fit for here versus um with wolverine but you know what i'll enjoy this book no matter yeah. what um this this issue deals a lot with um you know exodus and hope and and the cadre of mutants who are in this desert presumably the white hot room mm-hmm. right the like mutant limbo afterlife kind of thing uh-huh. so it's like uh what happened here folks right yeah you know apocalypse shows up it's not really apocalypse it's like like the silent hill to him like, like exodus where they were just like hey this is you were worried about like a, like a villain a, like a satan of some sort and that's who i am haha like <laughs> and you'll lose because like you believe you will that kind of thing right okay, until, right. like hope gets a hold of the, the power of the phoenix and, and utilizes it right yes um also mother righteous has a real problem with destiny because destiny doesn't have her sight here good 
because you know why would she if they're in the afterlife yeah. right um but mother righteous is a little worried about what she may have seen beforehand mm. and like what mother righteous has planned and being a sinister and all of that in which destiny has seen that and uh you know we get a little uh, stabby stab action uh to poor destiny which i do actually i'm like wow okay gillen now you make me feel bad for her yeah because like she's actually not like, as bad right she's just you know like she just doesn't have her powers and she's actually correct like wow mm-hmm. um but it doesn't quite work out because someone walks in and she's attempting to um you know complete the deed right and uh you know chaos ensues and, and it's like krakoa wow what's going on right cool all of that is interesting to me and i look forward <laughs> to seeing what this is going because we all know mother righteous and i like i'm like yes i don't like any of the sinisters and like you are working on something you're working on something mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. gonna find out right whether it be becoming that dominion or what is she the one that makes it who knows because right. we know based on if you read sinister um that there is a sinister that reached dominion level <laughs> and is out there and are and like the mr sinister we've been used to and annoyed by and who was part of hellions and and did all his stuff knows it yes. and is like terrified by sure it. of course that is the part of this book that i love the most i like this stuff i like, I like it's great i like the gene gray stuff i like the hope i love all of that mm-hmm. this issue has um xavier having a conversation with sinister because xavier has realized that much like peter parker in the symbiote suit when he goes to sleep at night sinister takes over his body oh my god what so he didn't he didn't purge it well we find out about that too he's like no you did you actually you're all good from that except i had something in you from a while back Hmm. further than that okay xavier's like cool and like it's threatening basically to kill himself he's like well i have to get rid of you then yeah he's like he's like i'm still in the pit you know right i'm like yeah they're not i don't know he's like but we can talk and he's like i and and sinister has such a moment of like i messed up like so much so that like i i, I couldn't help myself like, i i think i grabbed one of the panels from this mm-hmm. issue today it's incredible because he goes like listen Kirko was a great idea and i wish i hadn't fucked it up <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah we wish you didn't too <laughs> like yes thank you thank you that's cool like this is just like so like if you hate sinister this is a great issue to read because he is like on his he hands eating and crow. He is crow yeah I, I, desperately trying to get xavier to just work with him yeah to not like you know step off of a balcony essentially he's like no i need you like you don't understand like He's like, yes, okay, you're right. Like, I was going to try to figure out which one of us is the Dominion, and then I was never going to tell anybody. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. totally right. I'm a piece of crap. Mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. totally right. But, like, here are my cards. Right. Okay, like, we great. Have, we have to fix this. Like, yes. we have, like, one of them is going to do this, and it's real bad. Okay. And, like, he lets him into his mind. He, like, takes, like, you know, lets him go in there, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then, like, they go off to, like, a basically, like, a secret lab that mm-hmm. he has in order to like figure Come out like, what their plan so, like, again i love all the stuff they're doing with, with gene and exodus and the the desert and mother righteous and i'm like fantastic if that was the book that was great but then you have this other part yeah and i'm like oh my god that's cool because like xavier obviously has been getting crap from day one with krakoa with his weirdness is he the maker is he this he's not like a good dad like he's not doing anything like he's trying to he wants like his cake and he wants to eat it too and yeah. he's been taking a lot and now like to to standing in his utter failure and having to deal with sinister i'm like i love that mm-hmm. i love the fact that sinister's like i'm an idiot yeah and i'm like yes yes you are just excellent mm-hmm. excellent book gillen knocking it out of the park as usual and uh yeah and i again it does feel very much putting the toys kind of back 
in the box. I mean, wait, but that's what they're doing. But like, I'm I'm glad that some of these folks get a chance to explore some of these stories a little further before potentially maybe there isn't any more of this story. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, Marlon SG says, love your stuff and everything thank the you. channel does. Well, thank you very much, Marlon. Thanks thank for your support, you. man. I wanted to get into some older comics and I wanted to know your thoughts on hunting for single issues, getting trades and paying for omnibuses of a serious uh I believe that's all I have from him. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to answer that question. Um, as far as uh, a series of a series. Oh, okay. Um, I'm helping. Thank you. <laughs> uh, as far as uh, hunting, you know, the best way to do it is to go to your local comic book store or different comic book stores across your uh, great state or nation and, uh, and hunting for those issues yourself. There's the fun of the hunt is going to different comic book stores and looking for them. But if you are just looking to have those issues yourself, there are plenty of resources online for you to get those books from like mycomicshop.com to eBay to any number of places where you can just get the book. And especially if you're just, you just yeah. don't have the patience or you just don't want to deal with it. Or if you have a particular like, you know, amount in your head about like how much this issue is worth. Yes. So just, yes. you know, uh, certainly for a couple of like for the end of my bloodline search, I just went, it'll cost me like 15 bucks to just wrap it up done you know what i mean eclipse of darkness within i didn't even bother like i yeah, tried and yeah, i was yeah. like you know what i just want to be done with it 20 bucks dropped done yep, um, yep. you could do that um but uh when it comes to uh the fun of getting trades and single issues and used books i find that there's nothing there's no there's no greater joy when it comes to comic book collecting than when you go to like a comic book convention or a comic book store and they have discounts mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. especially or if your local comic book store is doing like a you know free comic book day or a uh, black friday type sale uh we got a ton of books which you can find actually on this channel there's a short that was dropped that shows you the entire haul of what we bought uh from our uh local comic book store zap comics in wayne new jersey's uh black friday sale mm -hmm. and so that's definitely worth checking out but also like you can get like you know they had half off all trades boom half off all collections boom um there's so much fun and so much gold in there uh and uh when it comes to omnibuses the i think the only reason to buy an omnibus is if you want to display it I think at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it is all about convenience and display. Like, yeah. It's about yeah. whether you, you know, if you don't have room for for single issues, you don't have long, you don't want to have a long box or you don't want to have a shelf with a bunch of different trade paperbacks, then omnibuses are for you. Um, but I think for the most part, most folk, and I think Omar would agree with you from near mint condition, you know, just if you want an omnibus, it's because you want to look at it. You want to show right, it. Right, right. Um, they're, 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 they're fun to have. They're tough to read. And that's the reason to do it. And yeah. if you can... For God's sake, get them at a discount because right. they are very expensive and there's no good reason for it. So right. definitely like I, I found omnibuses like there's a comic book store in Somerville, New Jersey called uh, Comic Fortress. I think there is at least one New 52 uh, omnibus in there that's half off. Like there, I think they had DC one million in there for half mm -hmm. off. Like I've found half off omnibuses in comic book stores, in trade paperbacks yes. for months at a time. That's what I would recommend. I also like in terms of like hunting for things, if it's something that you're like, I want to read this someday. Yeah. That's the best type of thing to hunt for. Because exactly. Because it's like, A, you don't mind waiting to get a hold of it and you don't mind, um, you know, having that limit. Because like I have like some series where like I have like holes and things and I prefer to buy, I'm like, I want to find a dollar version of it. And yeah. Older stuff. It's older, older, older Absolutely. stuff. And I'm like, well, I'll wait. 
Mm-hmm. I'll wait. I'll, I got it's fine. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't. You know, it's like it doesn't. It's, there's no. But then, pressure. There, then there are other things that usually are more current that I'm like, I don't want to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get a good enough sale. Exactly. Exactly. But thank you, Marlon, for your support. Uh, Dante Cook, uh, thanks for your support. Thank really you appreciate so you uh, backing us up. Hey, Comic Pop, I'm so torn with Aaron's Batman. The artwork is insanely great, but the story had me raging for a few hours. Do I keep buying it for the art or I quit? Uh, I want DC to know Aaron's Batman, Williams, and Superman and King's Wonder Woman level of art should always be the standard for the Trinity. The best way to do that, honestly, is to contact the editors of those books. Find out who edits those books and tell them, hey, the, the art's killing it. I'm not wild about the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I just want you to know that the art's killing it. Tell the artist who's on those books. Don't say, I don't like, you know, if, if, let's say you Wonder Woman, you know, the art on Wonder Woman is undisputedly excellent. Yes. And I think that if you don't like Tom's prose, which understandably, uh, but you don't have to disparage one to elevate the other. You could yeah. say to Daniel Samper on any number of uh, social media platforms, hey, your Wonder Woman book is the gold standard of what DC should be striving for. You know, that's one way of, but that's all you have to say. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and just, and just do it that way. Yeah. You know, no, so like, if you like an artist, like just tell them, they, just, just, just tell them if you like it. Yeah. If you it's, like a, send a tweet to like, you know, respond yeah. to an Instagram comment, just tell them you like it. Their work. Exactly. Yeah. That's all it takes. You know, and uh, and they nice should support know. them. It's good. It, 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 it's nice for them to hear. Absolutely. But make sure to do it without, disparaging their collaborator right. or any other artists that maybe have worked on those properties beforehand. Right. And it's just one more thing. Yeah. Can I, can I just say this? Oh, please. If you, if you find an artist that has been working for quite a while, mm-hmm. right. Don't say something like this. Mm-hmm. I love your older stuff. There's just, there's better ways to say it. There's don't other ways. don't yeah. say that. It's not nice to hear. Yeah. Artists are always improving and changing uh, their styles. Don't say that. Yeah. It's no. not, it's, that's not good. The All best right. way to say that I find if you if you do like let's say that you're at a convention and you you find an artist who's wh- whose best work for you is in like trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Bring that. You know, bring your favorite work of theirs. Yeah. And say this is my favorite work of yours. That's right. what you say. Right. Um just don't do that with Mark Bagley. I know that personally he's like he hates everything he's done before a certain point. Um I, you know, I, I brought him a little poster one time. It was a Wizard Magazine poster, Spider-Man fighting Hobgoblin, which I don't think I've ever seen Mark Bagley draw. And I'm like, I, and he was like, ugh. He's like, the worst thing you could do is show an artist a thing he did 30 years ago and um, tell them to sign it. I go, listen, I love what you're doing now. I love your ultimate Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. Like, I was like, no, no, no. And I was quick to say, yeah. no, no, no. This is not my favorite version of what you did. I just want you to sign that. Yeah. Barring that one interaction, I would say that pretty much like any artist will be happy yes. to, to to sign a work that you love. Yes, of theirs. yes, yeah. But just be just be you know be cool about it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but just be cool. Be cool. Um, Girk Pectus, uh, I know you hated Batman '89 comic. Uh, do you think sequel will be even worse? Uh, they almost always are worse. But I like the premise. I have a little hope. I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I didn't hate it. I just uh, I wasn't. It disappointed me. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. as uh, exciting as I would hoped it was. And I noticed that like the hype around this book that we recommended that I can't believe no one's talking about is gone. Like the, the hype from nothing to 89 was like huge. Mm -hmm. And now I don't think, I think, I think a vast majority of people don't even know that new Batman books coming out. Wow. It'll be out tomorrow. Um, But yeah, uh, Thomas Daughtry uh, started reading X-Men from the very beginning and it's good, but Magneto seems very different. When does he become the character people love? Um, Oh, from the beginning. If you mean the, from the like, beginning, like, like Stan about, and Jack? I, I don't think he's uh, talking about the beginning of Krakoa. I think that that is a... Claremont. 
Yeah. <laughs> Claremont. Once you get to Claremont, you're good. Yeah, fair. And he's going to go through an through an evolution, by the way, that he that, that they undo. Uh, but at least Claremont gets to undo mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lenny Laserdisc, just wishing you both a belated oh. Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you too, Lenny Lee. And uh, you've been killing it on back issues. Yeah, well, thank you, you very much. We're trying. You know, we're trying. Uh, I'm looking forward to our late to our uh, not the well the latest episode is coming out. It's a book I swore we'd never do. It's coming out, and then the next one is Aquaman. And I'm very excited to have Aquaman finally drop. I'm trying really hard to remember what the book is that that you're talking about. Don't say anything. Speaking of artists, yeah. <laughs> It's a controversial one to say the least. Hey, you with the face. Sup, guys. What's your opinion on me? On Amazon finally killing comicsologists to have the Kindle app. Was uh, I on this episode? Yes, you were. Oh no. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a real shame, and it's uh, not one that we were uh, terribly surprised to hear. Um, no, I haven't tried it yet. I, I'm I'm holding out till the I, last. I hope at least they keep the guided view. It's December twelfth. Or December fourth, I should mm-hmm. say, is when they're making the switch over. Yep. Um, well, the guided view they've been working. I've used it on desktop. Yeah. I've used the Kindle library on a desktop. Yeah. And they do have guided view. Yep. In there. And it works. Um, I have not tried it on the app. I just, I just haven't made that switch over yet. Like I said, I'm just holding that to the last, and then mm-hmm. I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. How about that? Yeah. Don't. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Don't let them. If, if like your library disappears, hold them accountable. Like contact them. It immediately. says it shouldn't be. I know. I know. But like, give them hell. Yeah. Uh, Cat Lair to fend for treats. Uh, Sal, that thing you did, uh, you bit, uh, that bit you did about Red Hood not listening to anyone and shooting guns in last week's back issues literally happened uh-huh. here with Robin. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Oh my God, that's weird. I did not think about that. You prognosticated it. It's true. That's just who I think, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe he, he, the, the writer and I are kindred spirits. <laughs> uh, Jefferson uh, Kaik de Gooday, thank you very much for your support. And yeah, uh, thank thanks, you. For, thanks for being here. Comic Pub, woo. Woo to you too. Unfortunately, in my country's comics cost more than a meal. Yep. And they refuse to localize the prices, but YouTube does localize. So here are a few cents. Hope it uh, helps to keep the lights on. Thank it you does so indeed. Thank it you does. for your support. No, thank you for that. Um, and that's that's not good. And it's not good. I don't I don't care for that. And yeah. I wish it I wish it could be different. And yes. uh, honestly, the best way to do it, contact those publishers and be like, hey, <laughs> help me. Yeah. Help me. How do I how do I make this better? Yeah. You know, like I don't understand, and I never will. Websites costing more in different countries versus another. like a subscription service like marvel limited however much it is a month we don't know enough about trade <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, but to, it should be really jump into that it should be the same no yeah. matter what yeah, yeah. Uh, late night sprites uh, i wish i still had krakoa I beak. We, I oh i wish we still, still had krakoa beak would be free <laughs> free beak beak is around beak was in that new mutants book i didn't read it but uh yeah cj hall kambab woo who do you too any gbu episodes on the horizon you guys uh rock, rock. thank you very or much rock. cj i do want to do more uh i was i was actually thinking about it today so hopefully we'll get there yeah and like there's a, a book that we want to do that we think we can actually tie in um gbu to it yes that's right you'll have to remind me of that because I, I will i'm already wanting to do that yes super kami dende uh have you thought about doing a charity stream for peter david like you once did for norm brayfogel would be cool to help out a legendary creator um i'm on his Indiegogo or would it GoFundMe? I'm supporting him directly. Um, we did a little like push for his GoFundMe not too long ago. Um, I I think we might be able to do that. Yeah, that'd be something to consider. Um, it's it's tougher because Peter David is in a position where it's now an ongoing thing. It was it had started as a like let's hit this goal to do this thing. Mm-hmm. That's easier than saying like let's do a drive to just keep paying these ridiculous bills for Peter David over and over again. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's just it's just a harder sell. But I would like to do it. I want to promote uh, Peter David and help him out in every way I can. And so I will uh, I'll drop a link in the chat and in the comments down below for uh, you to be able to help out Peter David more directly for the Peter David Fund. Uh, his wife is handling the whole uh, sh- sh- whole kit, com- kit and caboodle. Uh, so it is now in the chat. You can click it. You can check it out. You can decide for yourself how much, if any, you can uh, use to support mm-hmm. uh, Peter David. But yeah, I've never really, you know, we, we haven't done really a lot of live streams in a long time. Norm Brayfogle no. especially was like over 10 years ago. Oh my gosh, was really. Uh, Charzy, do you uh, have a per- favorite modern comic book artist? First, I love Dan Mora, Jorge Jimenez, and Leonardo Romero. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you uh, for making Mondays more uh, always awesome. Well, thank you very much, yeah, thank and thanks you. for your support. Yeah, that's a, I mean, like it's a great list. Yeah, it's a great list. It's that's a, great a that's list. a solid list. I'm happy to be on. Uh, yeah. Jamal Campbell's great. Uh, I love Dan Mora. Bilky um, Evely is for, uh, for me. For Daniel sure. Daniel is great. Uh, yeah. And there's an artist that I discovered on uh, Twitter a couple uh, a little while ago. I don't want to blast him, but uh, Gavin Guidry. Yeah. Uh, really, really, uh, just just hove into my field vision i was like what he just did this commission um it was a uh spider-man daredevil and dr strange fighting it looked like the hand mm-hmm. and i'm like uh i'd like that book please <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it's really dope but yeah uh what other books we have we have wonder woman number three which came out of course this past yes. week tom king daniel samper um viewing the series mm-hmm. uh and of course it dovetails into amazon's attack which is a book i'll never i'll never buy because how could you name a book after that event um but no uh yeah so continuing the wonder woman saga um wonder woman takes the fight directly to sergeant steel yeah and or sarge steel and uh yeah it's it continues to be very much tom king's wonder woman Mm -hmm. i know it's divisive yep but you weren't buying wonder woman anyway so how could you possibly complain uh I'm just saying, you know, the people were like, boo, I hate this Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you were buying the book to begin with. What was the last one you read? When was the last one besides uh, Dead Earth, which was, of course, the best one? But, uh, <laughs> goddamn. But, uh, yeah, uh, how'd you like it? I liked it. I Again, for this one, I think this is going to read better for me for, as a trade. As per usual. With, with Tom King, like, I tend to do better on with a trade, although with Supergirl, that was different. But the Supergirl read as a trade was a stronger read for me. Yeah. It just let me like pick up on some of the like subtleties Mm -hmm. a little more easily than the month to month read, because I I don't always get a chance to go back and reread the issue before I'm reading this current issue. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That happened. Okay. Yeah. That happened. Yep. Um, I I did. I like this. And honestly, the end of this made me go like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought we were doing one thing. What's happening. Right. It's, um, it's funny, yeah. I I do love this series. I am really enjoying mm-hmm. it, uh, and I also I don't know if I'm like thrilled with the uh, with with the sovereign idea, but I also get it, and I'm like I'm here to see it like reach its mighty conclusion. Yeah. Um, the introduction of like these like the, the different lassos and you know all that. I'm like okay, mm-hmm. well, I, I'm I'm just gonna see how it goes, and then it's like oh okay, the whole damn thing is a like story. Like, of course, mm-hmm. um, for me, the exciting part, and I think the part that's going to get more people who didn't really like this series mm-hmm. is the backup. I didn't read the backup. Oh, oh, you think it's going to get people to like it? I think so, because oh. it's a little story that is John and well, it's really Damien and Lizzie, uh, Wonder Woman's daughter 
hanging out. It mm-hmm. has uh, art by Beleno Ortega or uh, yeah, Beleno T- Ortega. And it's the beginning of like the world's finest, like ah, the next okay, it, okay. like generation. Um, it was very interesting to see King's interpretation of Damien and John and to see their execution. And it's like, ah, it's like, really go good. Back. You're always like, don't worry about reading the backups. That's I like, know. That's like I should have told you. I'm sorry. Also, uh, did he dress Lizzie as Bucky? I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> it's it's just great. Damien teaches her a new curse word. Oh, good. And so she just keeps repeating it. And he's like, and then he puts her in a Robin costume and goes and fights Killer Croc. And it's just so like enchanting. <laughs> it's it's frustrating how cute and sweet and like delightful it was. Okay. And how it's like, oh, this guy like has children <laughs> yeah and right right in a really genuine way like it didn't i've seen like stories like where you know they're they're like hey it's kids kids are cute and encourageable this is like genuinely charming and heartwarming okay. and I, I was just like i was just so taken by it more so than the wonder woman story itself which i'm just here for i'm just happy to see wonder woman just stroll in kick ass or with her with her genuine like sweetness yeah you know just her like that page of her in the elevator oh, is yeah so well like executed yep the scene of her in the elevator the scene of her just like leaning in and talking to the guy at the front desk yeah i just i just i was like it it, it brings home just this like realism to wonder woman that i never imagined mm-hmm. and uh yeah I'm, I'm just here for it i don't know if i love uh yeah again i'm not thrilled about the sovereign but i get it and uh yeah this like uh, I said, like I think I it's, need. It's, it's a piece. It's it, it. We're we're only witnessing like a glimmer of 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 a story. Yeah. It's again. It's part of that problem with with King's writing, where it's like, okay, I read like it's not even like you read a chapter in a book. You're reading like the first three pages of a chapter in a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just frustrating. Yeah, no, I get <laughs> no, I get you. But, but I, I get, saying, but like, I like I think it. I'm I, I'm looking forward to getting this as, as a trade. Mm-hmm. And being able to go through it that way, and I, I could I could just go back and read them, but I'm just gonna keep having the same problem every time a new issue comes out. Yeah. So I do like I think the art is spectacular. Yes. It's just like it's a spectacular looking book, a hundred percent. I mean, like, but that tends to be with King as well. Like, oh, he he's it's just like the the art. He's usually paired with like some yes, fantastic artist. Yes, absolutely, which just takes the book to like another level. Um. You know, so we'll see what happens. I'll have yeah. to go back and read their backup, though. Right? Um, mm. Yeah. And Batman. Do you have any more? No. All right. Batman Off World. Uh, Jason Aaron, Doug Mankey. Batman goes into space, <laughs> just like I said in that other Back Issues episode, where I'm like, what the crap? We literally were like, yeah, you don't want to see Batman just go into space and fight aliens. That would be ridiculous. Well, here it is. Uh, written by Jason Aaron. Aaron's debut at DC. And uh, is it ridiculous? His return to DC. Uh, yeah, it is it's completely ridiculous. <laughs> know. Uh, you know, Batman goes to Batman goes uh, onto like a prison ship and fights big aliens and then gets like like roped into a, you know, a prisoner situation and then meets up with a Tamaranian uh, uh, freedom fighter who's also there against her will. And she's rallying the troops and Batman's just there. And you're like, what's the motivation? There's a great moment where like the new Tamaranian character, she's like, she's like, why are you here? Like what woman brought you here? Like, well, what, you're, it's, it's love. It's love, right? Like, yeah, no. What's, 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 like what brought Batman to space? I like that because and we, endured like the like the the, the the the. We did the trope for a second. Though, we did, yeah. It's like what's her name? And it's like Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, like oh my god, that is that is it. It's it. Is it. Like and we go back to Earth to show you like a flashback of like one time Batman was dealing with his usual crowd of regular people, and then one of them like hired an alien to punch him, 
And he's like, oh, shit, I don't know how to beat aliens. I guess I'll go to space and learn how to punch aliens. And I'm like, that's the motivation. Oh, my God. I'll take a mini series of that. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. And I'm but like, OK, so if you were to just like to go, hey, here's this idea. And I think it's freaking stupid. But he said, oh, uh, it's going to read like Wolverine Enemy of the State. Okay. You know what I mean? It's going to read yeah. like a Jason Aaron book. It's yep. going to read like yep. Punisher. It's like, oh, well, then I guess I'll have to read it. Right. And with Doug Mankey drawing Batman, it's like, well, that's awesome. Like, there's a whole sequence where Batman, like, jumps off the ship and he fights these aliens and he's putting right. batarangs at them. And, like, for a minute, you think he's going to win. For a minute, you're like, oh, man, look at him go. Like, yeah. there's a moment where he, his internal monologue is like, they don't know to fear me yet. And then he freaking gets his ass kicked. <laughs> he gets arrested. And he's, like, mopping floors. And I'm like, well, because he's not even like he's like he's not fit for what they do. Yeah, they're he, essentially they're a a mercenary group that like finds derelict ships and then takes people and then puts them into them, work. Yeah, yeah, drafts them into their mercenary like ranks if you're worthy, and if you're not, then like you're fodder. Yeah, basically. And Batman is among the fodder. And what I really liked about this, what I thought was the most fun element for me yeah other than the the gotham thing because that i, was like, so I was like oh my god that's amazing what's her name gotham. it's just it's just he doesn't even he say, doesn't it. say it he doesn't it's say just, it though it's the it's the, it's the, it's the, the establishing gotham. Yeah, yeah like so good um is the way in which they write the aliens talking about as batman's like jumping around and they're like they're because they're referring to him as the alien they're like oh he's crawling on the ceiling he's doing that and i'm like <laughs> like oh that's kind of you cool. know what that's literally that's how our dialogue is written when we're like when movie characters are dealing with aliens i'm like it's, yeah it's really funny they also keep calling him a bird yeah and they're like they let him wear his costume because it's just pathetic and they, stupid they they're think like, it's funny they're like they let you keep your fake wings right yeah they're like go ahead we just like to laugh at you that's why he gets to look like batman for the rest of the book and it's like okay right i'm okay you know, if this was if this was like Jason Aaron's Batman number one in continuity 2020, I'd st I'd still love it. <laughs> but the fact that it's like a mini, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, knock yourself out, Jay. Just yeah. do it. Just just get it. I'm in. Yeah, no, it's 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 really fun. Um, yeah, I you know I, I we'll see what we get from it. Like you know, I'm used. Yeah, to it could Jason. be really. It could go I'm off the rails. I'm used to Jason Aaron, Doctor Strange. I'm used to Jason Aaron, Conan, mm -hmm. King Conan, and yeah. now I'm like, I okay. We're, we're somewhere yeah. in there but i like I a, I, you know i've loved his batman i, I loved his wolverine and I like yeah. his punisher so i'm like i'm i'm okay yeah but we're watching batman also do batman things and he's have, batman and having people going like what, what are, are you doing? doing yeah that just it, it's it's batman in a completely new environment yeah and it, and it flies in the face of everything that i said in that back issue episode where i'm like he can't go to space without like bumping into a green lantern or dealing with Superman and stuff like that. But we're going, he's going to bump into a green lantern. Like he's, can, you know, it, like it's going to be guy. You know, the fact that he also mentioned, he's like, I spent $500 million for a one way <laughs> ticket. I'm like, okay. You know, people's jobs. Yes. Jeez, man. Wow. You could have, uh, you could have saved an entire country out of destabilization, but, but you, you go, go to space you to, punch, to aliens. punch aliens. I got to learn how to, I got to learn pressure points for aliens. You could just dissect the one that was beaten. So, you know it's also because he wants to know them all it's not just i gotta man. learn them all there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of races out there man well, i need to know, that's like, to I gotta know every of them that's like no I, I need to know every single species of bug yeah get <laughs> to how, work and how to smoosh them yeah and how to smoosh them most of them are pretty much the same well, listen i don't know that though but yeah <laughs> i i'm i'm so on board and it's just it's just ridiculous it's, it's yes completely ridiculous yes uh but uh yeah that we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us listen if you want more yeah. subscribe to the channel but also check out our other channels of course youtube.com slash comic pop but check out twiffany at twitch.tv slash comic pop 
Uh, and of course, YouTube.com. Yeah, Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> at uh, YouTube.com slash at Comic-Pop Plays. Again, all links are in the description below this video. So if you are ever curious, or like, man, I want to know where they're going. I want to see the whole Comic-Pop library. Just, just go to the description. I promise you it's there. Uh, but we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. So thank you to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. Yes. Thank you to the chat for keeping it cool. And of course, thank you to our special guests who pop in every once in a while and make this show feel uh, surreal. We will appreciate, uh, we all appreciate you. We will see you guys next time with another episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.